Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Oh, hello, Delora, dear. How are you? Hi, Ashley. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. How was your, we're just coming off of the Labor Day holiday weekend. What'd you get into? Mm. Anything fun? Girl, no. (laughs) You know, with the house and everything, the biggest thing that went on this weekend was we purchased a power washer. Okay. And uh, David (laughs) power washed the enclosed patio and the concrete up front. Life-changing. Yeah. Yeah. I was tempted when they came around my townhome community to have them power wash because they used to power wash our driveways and then they mm-hmm. stopped and I was like, uh, do I want to pay? Do I not? But looking at the cleanliness of the sidewalks, oh, I kind of regret amazing. my decision. Yeah. It looks so beautiful. Peak adulting, right? Peak yes. Adulting. <laughs> and, and what I love is these are things you get excited about. Somebody's like, oh, I'm gonna get you a power wash for Christmas. A power wash, you say? Like, that's how you feel I, mean, I was excited. That we found one for 80 bucks. Mind you, we we didn't get the real gas powered one. We have like an electrical one and it, it does what it needs to do. Okay. Exactly. For 80 bucks, I'm here for thing. it. Exactly. Some of the <laughs> other ones, the professional ones, may be too powerful anyway. Um, uh, exactly. Right. Girl, I had I had too good of a time. Like it has been a struggle for me to get back into work mode this week. I had a meeting with my boss and I was like, I'm having swimming pool withdrawals right now. Like I'm so oh, wow. sorry. Love it. I, I had it. such a good time, even though I think I may have got a little bit of a sunburn on my shoulder. It was well worth it. And I live my now best you're bragging life. out here. You're bragging out hey, here. Ashley. Hey, I'm not trying to brag. You know, y'all still in summer too. Y'all could have been pool lounging in Ohio. No, I know it was a great time. Got some, got some barbecue with the fam. I mean, it was just one of those good, you know, nice, relaxing three day weekends, which I needed and appreciated. So thank you, Jesus. Okay. Um, I hope, I hope uh, our lovely listeners, which Delora, we still have never dubbed them anything. I feel like maybe the recappers or something. (laughs) Y'all let us know if y'all have any names. We've been thinking about that for a while, but we hope you guys had a wonderful holiday weekend as well. Recap nation. I don't know. (laughs) Recap nation. That's another one on the list. All right. So we have some headlines and some hot topics to discuss Mm -hmm. as usual. So first up, congrats to Cardi B and Offset on Baby Dose, a baby boy who arrived in the world and shares a birthday with Queen B. Okay, that's major. Just in case your kid did not know, that was major. <laughs> um, so major. They, they already share three-year-old daughter culture. Offset also already has maybe three kids. Four other. This is chapter Four five other. So yeah, mm-hmm. he had three other kids um, outside of his marriage to Cardi B. And mm-hmm. um, congratulations again to the happy couple. Delora, anything to add to that? No name yet, by the way. No name. I was surprised to see that she gave us a hospital photo. That was interesting to see. Super excited. 
I actually didn't know she was so far along either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she did look look hella pregnant when she announced it, but you just, you mm. never know. You never know. You never still. know. And yeah. it's none of our business, but I'm so happy that she's happy and healthy. And I have a feeling that Beyonce is not going to let the, his birthday go by without doing some acknowledgement, I'm sure. Privately, of course, to Cardi B and Offset. Oh, I'm sure she sent some flowers <laughs> with a signature Beyonce fragrance or something. You know, keep it mm-hmm. cute. Any Ooh, predictions for any <laughs> predictions for a name? You think we have culture and culture too? I heard somebody say that. Who was I? That would be too much. But I also knew a family who named their son John and Juan. So you never know. <laughs> I love them. Good, good friends, but you know. Oh, I was about to ask what their last name was, but I won't put them out there. Nope, on the I can do it. <laughs> my guess is Cartier, Culture and Cartier. That's my guess. Well, no C's. It's, it's going to have to be a K. They can put a K on there. It could be K- Cartier with a K. Yeah, okay. Because Culture with a K. I mean, that's not, that's not that's how that's spelled. <laughs> Very true. Touche. <laughs> But yeah, that's just my my goofy watch little it, prediction. Watch his name be like Brandon or something. <laughs> I, <don't... laughs> I love that. I used to love me some black Brandons back in the day. Where are the black Brandons? One of my first crushes was a... no, no. I take that back. My one of my first crushes was the David, and then there was a Matthew. I was really good for crushing. Okay, I and love that your first Brandon's. and your last crush are Davids. What are the chances? That's too cute. David, stand yeah. up out here. Okay. (laughs) All right, Laura, we have to move into a bit of, unfortunately, more somber news. And that is a rest in peace to actor Michael K. Williams, who was unfortunately discovered uh, dead this week by family members in his Brooklyn penthouse apartment. He was, the actor was 54. His death's being investigated as a possible drug overdose by the NYPD. And um, the medical examiner at the time of us recording was still investigating the cause of death. But, you know, another great thing that I read just while I was looking into this is that his legacy may be solidified even more thanks to a a criminal justice reform bill that Assemblywoman, and I hope I get this right, Ronice Bashot Hermelin in Brooklyn is working on aimed at curbing the state's incarceration rates in honor of the late actor who grew up in her district. She said the Michael K. Mm. Williams bill will serve to reduce mass incarceration, which disproportionately hurts people of color and costs taxpayers millions of dollars. He basically used his fame as a platform to speak about prison reform, which was I was completely unaware of. So it definitely sounds like it will be quite fitting to get his name on that bill, Laura, if it's able to pass. Additionally, mm-hmm. Essence highlighted what they considered to be his five um, most impactful roles that he's done. Um, mm-hmm. The first one I'm sure you're very familiar with was Lovecraft Country as Montrose Freeman. Mm-hmm. Number two was Bobby McRae from When They See Us. Number three, Freddie Knight from The Night Of. Number mm-hmm. four, Boardwalk Empire as Chalky White. And number five, Omar Little, probably his most impactful and iconic role in yes. The Wire. So I just wanted to pay homage to him a little bit, talk about some of his work. Guys, check out any of those if you're unfamiliar. Particularly, I've mm-hmm. heard such great things about The Wire. And obviously, you speak so highly of Lovecraft Country. But um, anything to add to that, Delora, um, in the passing of Michael K. Williams? 
I was stunned, Ashley. It's I was speechless. I was stunned and I was speechless. And the the first thing that came to mind was Philip Seymour Hoffman. You know what I mean? And how so that unexpected. was the, the same exact emotions I had for his death as well. So for me, I never got a chance to watch The Wire. It's on my list. And I I have every intention of watching it because for prestigious television, they said that that's one of the few shows that's genuinely good throughout. So yeah. it's definitely on my list. But I, I always heard about his performances and I always thought he was a very interesting man. I mean, his scar was the first thing you saw, you know, right. when you, when you uh, saw his face and everyone who had anything to say about him has been overwhelmingly positive. And so you can tell that he was a gentle soul who probably wasn't able to find the type of peace that he needed here on earth much um love positive vibes and prayers to his family friends and loved ones absolutely it's just another unfortunate person that we're having to talk about on the podcast we're losing to drugs you know and i had known he had spoken so openly about his addictions and battles but i definitely will and want to look more into his, look more into his work now um because i too had the wire on my list just like i have the sopranos and so many other like critically acclaimed shows i just mm-hmm. haven't gotten into but to your point i've seen so many tributes on social media from so many people and one thing that really hit me hard that i saw on social media after he past was I literally just want to see our black entertainers uh, live long enough to be to live to old age and it's like such a simple thing that just hit me so hard because again we've had so many that we are lost to the same types of issues and I just Mm -hmm. hope that I just hope that there's uh, a possibility out there for you know entertainers for celebrities to find relief and peace when it comes to these sorts of things i know it's an everyday struggle yeah i know it's an everyday struggle when it comes to our our black uh entertainers specifically hip-hop artists yeah so many again it's an everyday struggle not just as if it's in the world of celebrity for everyday people as well and you know it just makes me sad every single time, I guess, is my main sentiment. It even reminded me, you talk about Philip Seymour Hoffman. Heath Ledger was one that just shocked me when yep. he died suddenly. You know what I mean? Yep. And again, drug related, mm-hmm. even though it was supposed to be very accidental in his case. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, I agree, Laura. Much love out to his family and friends. And again, hopefully um, we will continue to celebrate his legacy through his work and also through that criminal justice reform bill. So on to a bit more lighter subject matter again, Delora. Drake, certified lover boy album has dropped, girl, dropped last Friday and became Spotify's most streamed album in a single day. Now, as we know, there's been some bad blood and feuding going on between Kanye and Drake. So it makes sense that their albums dropped within a week of one another and continues to be some kind of back and forth with their lyrics and even Drake dropping that unreleased track, this track. Um, and just your thoughts, Delora, on both the feud, because I know you've listened to both albums, possibly. Um, and if you did listen to Drake Certified Lover Boy, what'd you think? So... It really took me watching a video on YouTube to help explain this feud between Kanye and Drake, because 
it wasn't exactly clear. Like, yes, I knew that Pusha T revealed Adonis to the world. That was one of but the ugliest rap beefs I have seen in a long in a time. Very long time. And apparently Drake has been, you know, pissed ever since, right? And he blames Kanye. But I guess there's a little bit of jealousy, apparently, from Kanye's side of things to, to Drake's success in some ways. And that was something I didn't pick up initially. Even when I listened to Donda, I didn't really pick up on, on that right away. However, listening to Certified Lover Boy, I was like, oh, I get it now. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? And honestly, the one song that does it the most is 7 a.m. on Bridal Path, which is actually a really good song. <laughs> so out of the albums, I wanted more of a themed album. Like with a title like Certified Lover Boy, I was wanting more, more in that realm. And I didn't get that. You know what I mean? I got more of, honestly, his last album. Scorpion. And so it was it was fine. It was fine. I'm looking forward to Kendrick's uh album dropping later on this year. And based off of uh Andre Three Stacks statement about being caught in the middle mm-hmm. of a song that would have been a banger, would have been a banger if Kanye wasn't so petty. He said that he wants to work with Kendrick. So hopefully Kendrick Lamar is able to put Andre on a track or two or something. I don't know. Anyway, my favorite songs from Certified Lover Boy. The first track, Champagne Poetry. Love, love the production of that. Fair Trade. I'm actually not a big Travis Scott fan, but I really like this song. <laughs> As I mentioned before, 7 a.m. on Bridal Path. Love All with Jay-Z. Gotta put that on there. Jay-Z's verse is fire compared to his verse on Donda. <laughs> fountains i love fountains so what about you ashley girl i'm glad you gave a thorough review because mine is going to be much more brief um listen <laughs> listen here guys you know i love music and I, I to be fair we haven't had this much excitement around music in a while so yeah. i'm actually kind of i mean know, and i totally get that it is more and that's the problem for me it's more the hype than it has been the content because again i don't yeah. i don't mess with kanye like that i don't mess with that dude but yep. i also was not super excited for drake like i like drake like when drake has singles i'm usually vibing out to him yep. but i guess as an artist while i've seen some evolution in drake i still have not loved a album in whole of a whole album of his that i've heard so you know in i didn't stay up years in the beginning well in, in the, the beginning, beginning when he was hungry like it was a different yes. vibe when you're a new yep. artist you know yep. but i will say i did not stay up till 2 a.m to listen to this fucking album um, negative i am not a super drake fan and then when i did listen to it on friday i was like meh I mean, I still only listen okay. to the album once through. I have not given it that full car ride treatment, which makes a huge difference. So I will say that a thorough review is still TBA for me. But as of right now, it didn't move me. I think I chuckled on Poppy's home just because I can't get over the fact that these artists just be calling y'all their sons out here and y'all just accept that. Like these men be disrespectful to y'all. <laughs> y'all still y'all still standing for them but whatever i get it it's the humor it's cute whatever um love some of the features uh no female 
artists were necessarily feature feature besides nope. listening to um some trash talk from Nicki Minaj so that was a little disappointing Yeah, was on there but not the rappers yeah that was a little disappointing but yep. I just you know overall I cannot say that it moved me I did hear that he sampled sailing from NSYNC and so I went back and listened to that song and I was like I don't hear it though I don't I can't mm. I wouldn't catch it like as a production I wouldn't catch it but you know mm. as one of as probably my favorite boy band of all time appreciate the inclusion because <laughs> they still that Christmas album still goes and some of their songs still go to this day for me um but yeah girlfriend i mean there's some deep cuts like the two of us um something like you like don't get me started delora there's some deep cuts i still go to to this day speaking of production did you hear that he has r kelly on the tsu song Yep, I'm not, I can't, I'm not going to get into R. Kelly on this podcast. That's a whole other episode. I know, but speaking of <laughs> songs I skip all the time, um, especially after the initial listen, I don't listen to any tracks with Future on it. I just can't do it. And he's on the album multiple times. The original communal Hollywood baby daddy. I get it. I get it. Not the original. <laughs> Well, you know, Nick Cannon's taken over that spot um, in, in recent memory. But that's really all I got for Drake. You see his baby mama talking about she manifested having a baby by 30. And see, I didn't, I wasn't going to bring that up because I'm going to let her have her moment. I'm going to let her have her children and be happy and be blessed. Sis. If this is the man you felt you needed to manifest your children with, God bless. He's been saying the same thing with five, six other women and some yet-to-be-released babies. People got yet-to-be-released albums. He has yet-to-be-released babies. I'm still waiting to see who the next baby mama is about to be and what this next baby's name is about to be because we just never know. Has to be fire. His game has to be fire to be convincing all these chicks. I I feel like he may be finding women who are desperate because I feel like every time Mm. I see a baby announcement, it's like, oh, this was my miracle baby. So hold on, are you finding the women who didn't think they was going to be able to have nobody's kids? And then he was like, guess what? Nut, nut, here you go. Like, I I just... (laughs) Those swimmers are strong. So God bless. Anyway, let's move on to our hot topics of the day, guys. The first one, Delora, you dropped this one in Slack. And man, it's a hard one to swallow. The Time's Up board has decided to resign. If you guys forget, Time's Up was formed in January 2018 as a nonprofit which raises money to support victims of sexual harassment in the workplace in particular. The organization has raised over $20 million. Nothing to sneeze at, but the board has decided to resign in mass because of fallout from advising former Governor Andrew Cuomo when he first faced sexual harassment charges. In a statement, they're saying it's time for a new leadership, blah, 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 blah. But the board members that are leaving include our girl, director and producer Shonda Rhimes, actress, my girl, mm-hmm. Journey Smollett, Eva mm-hmm. Longoria, Anna Navarro from The View. I know, I love Anna. Girl, Los Angeles Times reported that many of the board members offered their resignations and that four are staying on to help with the interim CEO because their CEO also resigned, Tina. Um, 
as a part of this, basically, she gave Cuomo advice. There was possibly some type of cover up or some type of way she was trying to get one of the ladies to not come forward. A lot of shenanigans that sound like they were going on within this organization, but it's just so upsetting. I will say that the rap Sharon Waxman probably said it best, in my opinion, when she said the idea that a group of powerful Hollywood women united in their purpose to protect women from all walks of life, from a pervasive culture of sexual predation has died. Delora, give me your thoughts. This was shocking. But at the same time, in some ways, it's not surprising because a lot of relationships between politicians and actors exist, you know? I have to admit, I knew she was stepping down and my deal is someone didn't want to like, you know, snap in her face and say, why are you advising this man when you're head of an entire organization that fights things like this? The whole point is to believe women, you know what I mean? Exactly. And so that just is not a good look, but for the whole board, Something must have went down behind the scenes. I do think there there is value to phasing out leadership and having succession plans and keeping ideas and the think tank of an organization fresh and constantly moving. I think there's value in that. But this is a shocker. This is this is a lot. What about you? I just, again, I think it's so upsetting and unfortunate because when you have an organization like this that, you know, time's up and Me Too has already been under scrutiny and, you know, especially men probably not wanting these organizations to exist and all of this. We didn't need this, right? We did not need this type of controversy to come from something that was supposed to be so important and so beneficial and so... um, it was a beacon of hope, Monumental, right? yeah, mm-hmm. particularly because mm-hmm. of everything in the past few years that have gone on within Hollywood, but just in general, you know what I mean? If this money was that was being raised was really helping women to fight cases of sexual harassment and abuse within their organizations, the workplace, I mean, that's very important work. And it's just unfortunate that because of a politician like Andrew Cuomo, brought some people down like he about to bring down his brother he bringing down the times up movement like i don't know what y'all saw in this man that y'all chose to have him be someone that you made an exception for as particularly uh ex-ceo tina like what Mm -hmm. what were you thinking i guess is my main question in terms of advising this man in this capacity because just because he's a democrat that that's neither here nor there (laughs) for me right that's neither exactly. here nor there. I don't feel like yep. this exception might have been made by Hollywood if it were a Republican governor that were going through this type of scandal. And I no. I don't take that kindly or lightly because I do think that you're disregarding the situation just based off of who this man supposedly was. And that's very sad. So I don't know what's coming up for Time's Up, but I hope that y'all can get y'all sugar honey iced tea together and that this new board and new CEO can move you on a different direction. One more thing to that point, Ashley, the movement towards women's equality, especially in the realm of sexual harassment, has taken some major blows this year alone, right? Mm -hmm. With Cosby being released. And now this, like, my hope is that this movement is sustainable, but only time will tell at this point. 
basically. Again, especially when you have the this talk of, oh, the Tina had been involved in efforts to try and discredit his first public accuser. And that there mm. were text messages revealing she had discouraged Time's Up leaders from making any public comment about the allegations. Like, you're flying in the face of everything this organization is supposed to believe in. Yes. And yes. for what? And t- to what ends? You know what I mean? So, yeah, Dolores, we'll, we're going to see, girl. We'll have to come back to this potentially in the future to mm-hmm. uh, follow up with you guys. But it's upsetting. All right. For our last hot topic, we about to go light, 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 light and talk about dancing with the stars. As Delora and I talked about in our recap uh, this week in regards to he's all that, you know, Delora is an OG in the dancing with the stars game. And I'm, I'm, I'm new to this, but I'm true to this. Okay. We about to be in season 30, Delora and the cast was officially announced on GMA. So let's talk about it a little bit. See us. All right. So we have, I don't know why they had to start the article. I'm reading a USA Today article. They had to start it with social media influencer, Olivia Jade. (laughs) Okay. Bachelor Matt James, <laughs> the talk co-host Amanda Klutz, WWE superstar Mike The Miz Mizanine. We also have U.S. star gymnast Suni Lee, YouTuber Jojo Siwa. We also have 90210 alum Brian Austin Green, Rojas Wise of Atlanta star Kenya Moore, Cobra Kai actor Martin Cove, Dirty Dancing at the Office actress Melora Harden, Brooklyn Nets, yes, Brooklyn Nets basketball star Iman Shumpert, Spice Girl star Melanie C, aka Sporty Spice, country <laughs> singer Jimmy Allen. TV personality from Bling Empire, Christine Chu. Y'all haven't seen that on Netflix. Really good. And really Peloton good. instructor influencer, yeah. Cody Rigsby. Delora, yeah. that rounds out our season 30 cast. Yes. As my OG in the Dancing with the Stars world, how you feeling? Are you excited? Give me, you got any early predictions? What you thinking? Woo! So... So I've gotten to the point where I stop making predictions on who's going to be, you know, on the cast because they've gone through different iterations and they're currently going through a, a, a remake or a remodel in some sorts with this being the second season with Tyra being the host. Right. Mm-hmm. And then of course, Jojo b- making history, having a female exactly. professional partner. Amazing. So I will say it's not shocking to see the first black bachelor on dancing with the stars this is going to be very interesting though i'm not this is going to solidify or break his his place in our culture <laughs> if he but if he wins it's rigged because i know that caitlin won last season i didn't know hannah brown won the season before that those are two bachelorettes if matt james wins it's fixed let's hope he actually can dance but i'm actually looking forward to seeing iman <laughs> I know he's not going to want to embarrass his wife. Okay. She said, you better win. Why isn't Tiana on here? Has she already she's been on here? Busy. No, no, okay. but he's probably more of a face than she is. I'm sure she'll be on very soon. Um, but, you know, they're trying to make them palatable because they have their reality show on E. I've seen it. You know, this is their second seen- reality show. 
It is. Yeah. The first one was like on MTV or VH1 or it was on VH1 and it didn't last very long. And so I was interested to see if the format was similar, but it's different because they have kids now, right? Yes. <laughs> so Lil Junie is um, a trip. She's a store. I'm really interested in Sporty Spice. Although she's not my favorite Spice Girl, I just know that I, I want to see what she can bring to the table. And finally, Olivia Jade. <laughs> I don't have any energy on whether or not she should be on here or not. I mean, I do believe in forgiveness. You know she's going to want to be in the public eye. It's not like she can go to college. Ooh, that was... Ooh, ooh. Let me catch myself. Um, <laughs> But it's interesting because I feel like her mom may use this as an opportunity too. Because you know she was the queen of what Hallmark <laughs> Channel. She was the queen of one of them for a yep. little minute. It should be. It should be good. Sometimes I actually enjoy seasons where there isn't a obvious front runner. Although JoJo Siwa is obviously a front runner, but for the most part, I like these type of seasons because you get a chance to see an evolution, you know, mm-hmm. in, in uh, the dancer's progress. So I'm very open and happy. Melora love her from our show, the bow type. So, and also I, Jan, I mean, Jan from the office is iconic, you know, very much. So I also love, I also love her in the Zac Efron movie 17 again. Of course. <laughs> When she knew the little language that he spoke, I said, oh, you found your soulmate, sir. You found her. Period. <laughs> all right, Ashley, all you. What What is it about this cast are you most looking forward to? Oh, man. What am I most looking forward to? So, again, this is only being my second season of watching Dancing with the Stars. So, I am most looking forward to another sleeper hit the way that Neve was last season for me like I had no idea that Neve was gonna show up and show out on Dancing with the Stars like he did phenomenal like I need for him to do like a cheesy show so he can dance again because no seriously he's so good he made me so happy every single week I watched like y'all understand Dancing with the Stars was such brought me such unexpected joy so I am just excited to get to experience this again I'm excited to go back to the ballroom they haven't said whether there are going to be people that get to be in the audience this time because last season with my first season it was unusual that there were no audience so weird. participants I'm so that was your first season but it was <laughs> no it was still phenomenal that's what I'm saying if it was that good without an audience I can only imagine how good it's going to be so I, I'm excited to see it. I, I'm not excited by Olivia Jade being in here. Uh, it's to me more of a publicity stunt than anything. The same way we yep. had it with the Tiger King chick last season. Yes. You know attention. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. It's, that's more so for ratings than to have, you know, some controversy out there. But again, if Matt James wins, this ish is rigged because last well, season. you have Suni. Suni is in there. I have But is she going to do well? Because, you know, we had Adam last season. Not yeah. Adam. What's his name last season who was on there who didn't make it as far as we thought he would? Not Adam. What's his name? The Olympian? Olympic figure skater. I can't think of his name. It's not Adam Rapon because that's Johnny. what I was thinking of. Yes. So we thought Johnny Weir was going to make it super yeah. far, right? Yeah. And he's a figure skater. He has the grace. He has the moves. Yeah. Yep. So that's what I'm saying. The unexpectedness of the people you think are going to do really well. I'm I excited. Low, low expectations for Kenya Moore, though. Just 
FYI. You know, I hope this helps Kenya get over the hump of her divorce and possibly whatever she's going through personally. I'm sure she's going to look great every week. I have no doubt about that. She's going to be snatched. The hair is going to be on point. Lashes. Everything. good. Yeah. Yep. But then also, you know, who are going to be their pro partners? What are the dynamics of the pairings going to be like? Who's my dude Artem going to be paired with? Because, you know, I'm team Artem out here in these streets because of the Bella twins. So I'm just excited overall, guys. The season premiere is September 20th. So Delora and I will definitely be tuning in and we'll probably have to do a micro dose of the first episode back (laughs) and say what we think and what early predictions we have after we see these people actually on the dance floor. Mm -hmm. You have anything else for DWTS? Nope. I'm just ready. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, that is it for us today for headlines and hot topics. We hope you guys have enjoyed. Delora, what are we about to be dropping on the next recap for these people? I can't believe I'm going to say this, Ashley, but we are recapping Rogers and Hammerstein's 1997 version of Cinderella. Impossible. Y'all better get excited. The first black Cinderella, Miss Brandy Norwood out here. The only one I acknowledge. I don't know about you. The incomparable Whitney Houston. The voice Houston. The goat of all goats in my life forever and ever and ever. I'm super excited. Uh, Dolores going to probably talk about some other iterations, but to her point, Brandy is our forever Cinderella. Okay, guys? So stay tuned. We'll see you next time.